Therefore, prepare your minds for action. Be self-controlled. Let your hope fully let your, set your hope fully on the grace to be given you when Jesus Christ is revealed. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he, he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, Be holy because I am holy. Since you call on a father who judges each man's works impartially, Live your lives as strangers here in reverent fear. For you know that it, is not, that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your forefathers. But with the precious blood, Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. He was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in these ti- last times for your sake. Through him you believe in God, who raised him from the dead and glorified him, and so your faith and so your faith and hope are in God. Now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth, so that you have sincere love for your brothers, love one another deeply from the heart, for you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring word of God. For all men are like grass, and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of the Lord stands forever. And this word that was preached to you, this is the word of the Lord. Hi everyone. Um, so... We're talking a bit about holiness this afternoon. And when I was thinking about it, I was thinking that call to be holy, it's quite a tall order, isn't it, really? It's basically saying, be holy like God is holy. Um, And I was at first looking, like, what does it say about how we can be holy? But then I realized that actually the word, like, be, be holy, it's about our being. It's about about being, it's not about doing. Um, And I love that this passage, like, it talks about grace in the first verse, and then later on it talks about how like Jesus has redeemed us and how God is an impartial judge and all of those things so I think that's something really important to bear in mind as we think about this that it's about it's about being and that um holiness doesn't have to be this kind of like weighty like thing um but it does also give us some advice on how to be holy and I think the first verse is really helpful in that like it talks about our minds um it says that our minds need to be alert and fully sober. So it's talking about not being distracted by the things of the world, um, not being distracted also from the hope and the grace that is already ours, to be clear-headed and to be focused um, on what Jesus has already done for us and on what is to come. But it also talks about obedience, which is quite a hard thing um, at times. It talks about, (coughs) about being obedient children, And then later on it talks about obeying the truth. So it's saying that actually in this quest for holiness, that actually obedience is also really important, that our minds are really important, that we need to be clear and focused and not distracted. Um, And we need to be obedient to God's word, obedient to what God wants us to do. Um, And it also reminds us what God's holiness means as well that yes, he loves us and he's our father and he lavishes all this love upon us. 
but he's also holy. It says, you know, live, live your time as foreigners here in reverent fear, like in reverence to God with the right kind of respect, the right kind of worship, knowing that he is so much greater, that his holiness is almost like so unattainable for us. Um, and I also love the reminder that um, what God sacrificed for us is something that's not perishable, that he didn't redeem us with money, with silver or gold, um, that can just be tossed aside, but he redeemed us with Jesus' blood, something that will not perish. And then later on, it talks as well about God's word not perishing, that we know that everything that God has said, that everything that God has done will last forever, will endure, and will not perish. So that when we are, uh, I don't know, being holy, when we are living holy lives, we can trust that he has already done everything for us anyway. Um, And then finally, um, after it's talked about our minds and not being distracted, it talks also about our hearts. And it says that because we've obeyed the truth, we have sincere love for each other and we should love one another deeply from the heart. And I just wanted to leave that with you as we finish. What does loving one another deeply mean? And how does that reflect the holiness that God wants us all to, um, to, ref- to show in our lives? Thanks, Ruth. We are um, going to sing again in a minute, but because we've got a bit of time, I thought it would be really nice just to give some of that to silence. And um, just to ask the Lord for what it is you need. Um, And I don't just mean today's needs, although I'm not going to stop you doing that. I mean, um, what is it in this passage that kind of pings up in your mind as, as, oh, I can't do that, I can't be that, I'll never be there. It might be um, self-control, it might be hopeful, it might be holiness just as a broad concept, it might be... um, loving others deeply or even just having the desire to love others deeply so I thought just individually um, we could just be silent for a few minutes and focus on what it is that we are asking of God Uh, read the passage again if you want walk around if you want Uh, but I'm just going to give us a couple of minutes and then I'll come and finish us off and then we'll sing again